folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am recording this on Thursday afternoon here. Got some things to do on Thursday night, so not going to be in my normal recording time, but still wanted to get a podcast up anyway. Thought that this would be a good time to go over some predictions for every single Denver Nuggets player as well as Michael Malone. We'll start with Michael Malone on this one, work our way through the deep reserves, the primary bench rotation, and then on to the starters in that third segment. Should be fun. Probably going to go in general quicker on this one just because kind of an in-between episode where Denver's got one more preseason game. Don't want to put out like massive predictions here. Any prediction that I do throw out here, it's something that I believe will happen, but wouldn't be surprised if it was a little bit off here or there. But it should be fun. I focused in on three three separate predictions for every single Nuggets player and coach. One of those would be a statistical prediction. One of those would be a game prediction, something about a, a specific event, basically. And one of those would be a final season prediction for basically how the year is going to end up going for this player or coach. And so this was fun. I took some artistic liberties here or there, but mostly let's just get into the first bit of this with the coach, Michael Malone. Malone has a very interesting season on his radar. I'm not going to go with like ejections or technicals or anything like that, but I am going to start statistical prediction. I have the Nuggets right now finishing the season ranked second in offense, in offensive rating, and ninth in defense. Fourth in net rating, which should be very, very good. They're going to be considered a title contender by basically every metric. You're supposed to have at least a top 10 offense and top 10 defense in order to get into things. And you're going to be really, really good if you can get into the top 10. Number two, the game prediction. I think that Michael Malone... There's going to be some there's going to be some starting things slow, I would say with this Nuggets team. Michael Malone's going to have a rant after game 9 when the Nuggets drop their home matchup versus the San Antonio Spurs. It's going to be one of those apathetic losses where the Nuggets definitely take a little bit of a they take a little bit off the gas pedal. Maybe they have some excuses here or there, but mostly it's just going to be apathetic and some some apathy here where that's going to creep in, and Michael Malone is going to go on a rant about if you want to be about it, then you got to show it. And if you want to be a championship team, be about it. Don't talk about it. That's going to be his main rant. And then after that, Denver's going to flourish. They will be very, very good. I have in my third prediction, final season prediction, the Nuggets are going to go 55 and 27. And I, I have them getting the second seed in the West. I actually have them getting the first seed if you wanted to really pick my brain here, but I just assume that one of the Western Conference teams is going to pop. They're going to finish in the high 50s, maybe even low 60s in terms of actual win total. I just don't really know who that is. I just have the Nuggets at 55 and 27, and that should be good for a two seed. Next, Colin Gillespie. Three predictions here, but not really because I think he's going to be out for most, if not all of the year. Number one, statistical prediction, zero minutes that matter in 2022-23. That's not like a an insult. I just think that 
he's going to take some time getting back. And then by that time, he really is back into the swing of things. If he does come back, it's going to be hard for him to work his way into an actual role. So number two, game prediction. I just have that as incomplete. I don't feel comfortable giving Gillespie a major prediction here. Number three, his final season prediction. I think that his most important minutes of his career will be Summer League 2023, where he's going to have a chance to play, but he's going to be playing without a contract in all likelihood and will have to prove himself in that situation. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough go about because he's been going to have to be playing without a whole bunch of extra experience there. And it's going to be a lot of pressure. But seems like he's up to the task. He's a good kid. Hopefully it works out for him. Next, Jack White. Pretty low key on this one. Number one, statistical prediction, 40% from three. I think we've seen enough from Jack White, uh, his offseason shooting, what he's shot in the preseason. His, his stroke just looks so good. It goes through the middle of the net really, really easily. I think he'll shoot 40% from three, though he'll mostly be in garbage time. However, number two, the, the game prediction, I think there will be a four-game stretch in February, right before the All-Star break, where Denver's kind of beat up. They want to give some folks some time off. I think there will be a four-game stretch where Jack White plays about 75 total minutes. That's averaging about 18, 19 minutes per game. And he will help contribute to wins. Denver might go 2-2 two and two during that stretch. They might go 3-1. and one. They might go 4-0. and oh. But he will play. He'll play an extended amount. Unfortunately, final season prediction for him is that he only plays about 150 total minutes on the season, meaning that those four games will be the majority of what he does rather than uh, a sign of things to come. It's mostly going to be him playing garbage time. Next, Peyton Watson. I think statistically, he's going to lead the Nuggets in steal and block rate, and it's all going to come in garbage time. There's going to be very little time where he actually plays during the actual portion of the season that matters, and that's fine. This isn't the year for him to do that, but what he's shown so far in the preseason is that he's going to rack up some steals and blocks because he's going to hustle. He's going to contribute in that regard. He wants to prove that he can get on the floor, but naturally, he's just so long and athletic that he can get to a lot of balls on the defensive end. Other players will put up some easy shots to block, easy passes to deflect, and Peyton Watson will rack up some of those numbers, even though uh, it doesn't necessarily pertain to regular season playing time. Next, game prediction. I think he's going to have a 5x5 five five game in Grand Rapids. He'll probably come in a random January game, something that kind of comes off out of the blue, where he goes down there, has an extended stretch of time, where he plays under Andre Miller, going to have some good minutes, and then there will be a time where he just physically dominates, looks the part, plays an all-around style, and it'll lead to a 5x5. Five five. That should be really, really fun. I look forward to seeing the, the highlights from that game. And then number three, I think he's going to play about 100 total minutes across 14 games. He'll show enough stuff that everybody is excited for what he can do, 
but it's not going to be for this regular season or postseason or anything like that. It will be setting up for the future for things to come. Next, Flacco Chanchar. I think he's going to have statistically the worst net rating on the team. Now, net rating isn't necessarily one player or another's fault. I think Vlacko's going to be one of those guys that's always out there during garbage time. It's always out there during the minutes where Denver's bench is a little bit compromised due to injury. And there's going to be some times where Vlacko doesn't necessarily fit into what the Nuggets do in those situations. He's played well with Jokic before. He definitely can be a good, solid player, but he's going to be in a situation where it's going to be tough for him to be successful on the court. However, number two, individual game. I think he's going to set career highs in points, rebounds, and assists in the final game of the season. Currently, his career highs in any singular game, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Can't you see him getting like 18, 10, and 5? Or something where he starts at center, starts at power forward, and just absolutely kicks butt. I think Denver's going up against a I think they're going up against Utah in the final game of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh no, they're going up against the Sacramento Kings. So if Sacramento is eliminated from the playoffs or the play-in by then, then they will probably be playing a pretty bad lineup too. So I could definitely see something like this happening. All right. Two more before we hit a break. Number, uh, I guess I'm going in reverse order. So number 13, Christian Brown. I think the statistical prediction I have, he's going to shoot under 30% from three this year, but it will be the only time in his career that he does so. There's been enough tentativeness so far in the preseason and summer league and kind of everything in between where you can see sometimes where the shot does go down and it looks really good. But I predict that this is going to be the year where the shots really don't go down. His minutes are going to be so irregular where when he does get out there for a three here or there, he's just not going to hit enough of them during those stretches where it will be good enough efficiency-wise. However, his game prediction, I think there will be a coming out game for him. It'll come against the Detroit Pistons on November 22nd. He will guard Cade Cunningham well. He'll hit multiple three-pointers. He'll get a dunk in transition. Going to look really, really good. Nuggets fans will get behind him. They'll be very, very excited about what he can do. And then his season-long prediction, I think he's going to be in the rotation by the end of the season. I think he'll be in the rotation over Davon Reed. Not sure what's going to happen fully with Davon. I'll predict him in the next segment. But I do think that by the end of the season, Christian Brown will be a part of things for Denver. And it's not necessarily going to be as an offensive force or anything like that, but his defense, his transition game, and his slashing are all going to be very valuable. And then last one here, Ish Smith, number 12. uh, Statistical prediction, he's going to play exactly 41 games. And some of those will come from when Murray misses. Some of those will come from when Bones misses. Some of those will just come in garbage time, and some of those will come when Denver just needs a shot of energy here or there. That's gonna that's not going to be a ton of games, I don't think. Like I think there will probably be 10 to 15 games or so that are represented like that, then about 10 games where he comes off the bench for garbage time, about 15 games where he comes in for Murray, 
And then like five to ten games where he comes in for Bones Highland. His actual game prediction, I think the Nuggets are going to win a road game versus Boston early in the year. This is going to be like early November, basically. And it's going to be because Ish comes in during the third quarter. Not necessarily because he was in the primary rotation in the first place, because I think Bones will be out there. He'll be the main guy most nights. But there is going to be times this year where Ish has to step up, where the Nuggets know that they need a shot of energy. They need somebody who can stabilize things. Maybe instead of energy, it's just somebody who could slow some things down and just help help the bench get good shots. And Ish can do that. He absolutely can. And I think it's going to come against a a playoff team, a playoff caliber team, where their announcers and their fans are going to be so upset, they will call that the Ish Smith game. And the Nuggets will be, they'll reap the benefits this time around. And that should be fun. And then a season-long prediction. He's going to finish the year outside of the rotation, but he will have done his job. And unlike Faku this last year, where it felt like even if he was a third point guard, it just wasn't going to feel right. Ish Smith as the third point guard this year for Denver is going to feel really good. There's going to be a lot of moments where he excels, where he comes off the bench and does his thing, or he at least kind of keeps the team above water. And that's going to be exactly what they need. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the primary bench guys. But first, as everybody knows, Superbook Sports is our sponsor. They are so excited to tell you that football is back tonight, Thursday Night Football. We've got a real barn burner between the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. I know everybody is so pumped to watch that one. But in terms of actual Week 6 content, Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. And now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's now discuss the primary reserves, everybody that's going to be a part of that primary bench unit. And I've included both of the centers on this list because I'm not really sure who's going to play initially or at the outset. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. But at this point, at this stage of the rotation, I think that DeAndre Jordan is going to play on opening night. I think you'll get the bulk of the minutes prior to, well, it's called a watershed moment. But for now, let's talk about Zeke Naji. I have him, and we're doing uh, predictions, by the way. First game, or no, first, uh, first statistical prediction. I have him as playing 200 minutes, 200 total minutes before Christmas and then 800 total minutes after Christmas. Now, how that breaks down is basically there are 32 games at or during Christmas, and then there are 50 games after the fact. 
At least this is for Denver. So 200 minutes, 32 games. You can do the math. It's definitely not that much. Zeke is mostly going to be a bench warmer during that time. There will be some times where he comes off the bench, steps in four specific players. But for the most part, it's just going to be Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan in the bench unit. But then after Christmas, 800 total minutes across 50 games. That's about 16 minutes per game. Going to be a lot more stable. And he's going to push for more and more playing time during that stretch. Number two, the game prediction specifically. There's a three-game road stretch for Denver where they play New Orleans, Milwaukee, and Philly all on the road. You've got Zion, you've got Giannis, you've got Joel Embiid. I think that is going to be Zeke Naji's kind of coming out game stretch where he's playing backup center during that stretch and he's going to be facing Zion, Giannis, and Embiid. And there will be times where he's overpowered. There will be times where those guys are a lot bigger and they're exceptionally strong and they'll have some good moments. But it will also be time where if Denver is successful during that stretch, it will be because Zeke Naji has stepped up and done exactly what he needed to do in order to give Denver an edge. Number three, season-long prediction. I think that he's going to overtake Jeff Green for the first big off the bench by game one of the playoffs. And that is going to involve some minutes at power forward and then transitioning over to center in those other minutes. I do think he will play exceptionally well during that stretch, and Nuggets fans will be very happy. Number 10, DeAndre Jordan. Unlike Zeke, I think DeAndre is going to play 300 minutes before Christmas. Zeke will play about 200. But unlike Zeke, I think DeAndre will play 150 minutes after Christmas, which is just not a lot. It's basically being relegated to a permanent reserve role. Not going to get off the bench for much more than that. And there will be some good times before then. He'll definitely have some moments where he excels. But I think the watershed moment for DeAndre Jordan will be on Memphis or on the Memphis game on December 20th at home, a game that Denver loses because of their bench. And if Ja kind of gets where he wants to go, if Desmond Bain and Steven Adams and all of those guys on the Memphis roster, if they just do whatever the hell they want to in that stretch, then it's going to be tough to continue justify playing. But my season-long prediction is that Jordan continues to be a great vet, even when not playing. He keeps helping keep the team together during those tough moments. They'll have some stretches where even though Jordan isn't playing, he has earned the reputation as a good vet for a reason. He's going to be helpful. He's going to be in the ear of all the young guys, and that'll be good. Number nine, Davon Reed. Statistical prediction, 35% from three on the season. That's a little bit lower, I think, than a lot of people would hope. Last year, he shot 43% from three. He's shown some good shooting throughout his career. But I do think that as he takes on a more stable role for the Nuggets, the the shooting is going to get a little bit worse. Just in those situations, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. 
And maybe he does shoot better than that. Maybe I'm underselling him a little bit. But I do think that it's going to come down just a little, just as he plays a little bit more. Game prediction. I think he's going to win Denver a game with five threes off the bench. Probably against the Miami Heat on December 30th. But the next game, he'll get cooked by Tatum and Brown on New Year's against the Boston Celtics at home. And it's going to be a tough place to be. It's going to be really, really tough. Because he's going to want to do well. And you want him to be that consistent force that can help Denver within those stretches. But I think he's a little bit more inconsistent. And the preseason, though he's had a couple of good moments here or there, just not super impressed. And then number three, season-long prediction, Christian Brown pushes him for time and then ultimately supplants him after the All-Star break. Number eight, Jeff Green. He's going to have a subpar net rating, statistically. But there will be moments, there will be times where he just keeps Denver afloat in several games, whether that's scoring 15 points off the bench, whether that's getting a massive dunk that will change the momentum of the game, whether that's hitting a couple threes at at a proper time where Denver just absolutely needs it. And then number two, his game prediction, I think he replaces MPJ in the starting lineup for about a week-long stretch in January. And unlike some other stretches I've talked about, this one, Denver's going to go 4-0 because they're very familiar with how that lineup goes. They had a lot of experience with Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, and Nikola Jokic on the court, and they know how to play that group. And as long as they utilize it at the proper time, maybe it's against more uh, home-centric lineups. Maybe it's in situations where Denver doesn't have to guard on the perimeter a whole heck of a lot. I think there will be a time and a place for that lineup, and it'll be pretty good. But number three, I think he's going to lose minutes to Zeke Naji's emergence later in the season, but he's going to stay in the playoff rotation. Very clearly somebody that Michael Malone and the rest of the Denver Nuggets trust, as they should, and he will be a part of things when the going gets tough. Number seven. Bones Highland. Statistical prediction, he's going to set a career high in points and assists in the same game when he's starting for Murray. As Murray takes a rest on a back-to-back, Bones is going to get up shots. He's going to be a part of things. And as he continues to get more comfortable, I have no doubt that he has great things to come. His career high in points is 27, career high in assists is seven. I definitely think he could get that in the same game, whether it's a 30 and 10 game, whether it's like 35 points and eight assists, something like that. He has the capability. And as he continues to produce, there's going to be a lot of times even off the bench where he racks up some high point totals and assist totals as well. But his game prediction, I guess I could have switched these two. I think he's going to get benched twice in the first 20 games. Michael Malone knows that he has to be hard on Bones. There's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on Bones to be the best player that he can be because that will help elevate Denver's bench unit to another level. 
And I think that during the first 20 games, Bones will be benched twice. And then he's going to get a DNP in another game as he kind of adjusts to what is a very difficult role for him to achieve. It's like playing the Tyler Hero, Jordan Clarkson, uh, just very heavy minute bench role player. Lots of opportunities, but also lots of pressure. Ultimately, though, he's going to adjust to it. He's going to figure it out. And he will average career highs in minutes, points, assists, and field goal percentage. That's my season prediction. And he's going to look like he's going to look the part of a true sixth man heading into the playoffs. Whether he wins the sixth man of the year award or not, he will be in the conversation. And that will be good enough for Denver. And last one before we hit a break. Bruce Brown. He's going to start 20 games. Statistical prediction here. He'll start 20 games and he'll close 50 games in the regular season. There's going to be a lot of times where he's out there. He's playing really well. And the Nuggets will either bench Michael Porter Jr. Or they'll let Bruce Brown play over KCP. Or they will let Bruce Brown play over Aaron Aaron Gordon. Between those three guys, there will be some times where those guys sit. There will be some times where Bruce Brown just plays over them. But either way, Bruce Brown's going to be out there in the closing minutes a lot of the time. And it's going to be a good thing for Denver because he's a he's a just a gamer. He's a guy who's going to give a heck of a lot of effort. He's going to find open space on the offensive end. And he's going to close up that open space on the defensive end, which is great for late game situations. Number two, I think he's going to get a four by five game against a playoff caliber opponent on national TV. 13 points, five assists, six rebounds, five steals, and four blocks. He'll come up just short, but it's going to look really, really good. And people are going to start really talking about the Nuggets because of Bruce Brown. Where Murray will have his moments, Porter will have his moments, the rest of the team, like that's pretty known. But with Bruce Brown, kind of an unknown within this Denver system. Everybody talks about it as a great fit, but until they actually see it, that'll be when they start believing in Denver. And season-long prediction, he's going to have fans asking if he should start over KCP in the playoffs. That's how good he's going to be. That's how much attention he's going to get for his exploits. Going to have some good numbers. Going to have some good defense. The eye test is going to be there. A lot of people are going to ask this. It's not going to happen, but maybe in the playoffs it will. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to wrap things up with predictions for the starting unit. We'll be right back. Pickaxe and Roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap this thing up by talking about the starting unit predictions for the starters. One one stats prediction, one game prediction, and one season prediction here. Start with KCP. 
a player that the Nuggets just picked up, who's starting to find his footing with the team, really looked good in this last preseason game. But the first one I have is kind of negative, where on the year, he's going to start with a lower three-point percentage. He's going to shoot a lower three-point percentage early, and folks are going to question the trade. They'll think, okay, does he really make that much of an impact on the defensive end? What happens if he's not shooting at his highest potential? Definitely needs to be a player who hits at a certain percentage in order to be out there. And fans will be questioning it until he ends up shooting exactly 38% from three by the end of the season. He'll have a good stretch. He'll play a lot of good games, especially in February, March, and April. And the Nuggets are going to reap the benefit. Game prediction. Denver has 10 games against the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Suns. Universally, those three teams are considered the three top contenders. Denver's probably the fourth in the Western Conference. Other teams don't necessarily matter as much, whether it's Dallas, whether it's Memphis, whether it's the Lakers or the Pelicans or any team like that. His defining games, KCP, will come against those teams. How he matches up with the Clippers, how he matches up with the Warriors, and how he matches up with the Suns. If he plays well in those games, then the Nuggets are going to have a good record in those games. If it's 6-4 and four or 7-3, and three, then the Nuggets are going to be seriously considered for championship, cal- championship caliber, title contender in the Western Conference. If it's any worse than that, then Denver's going to – it's going to likely be because KCP didn't play as well as he probably could, and that will, I think, shape a lot of people's perspective. And number three, his season prediction. The true value just isn't going to be fully appreciated. There's no doubt about that. He's going to be a guy who mostly averages about 10 points per game, two rebounds per game, two assists per game, and it's going to be pretty low volume. And folks are going to be confused. They're going to wonder, man, did Denver overpay for this guy? Will Barton's averaging like 15-4-4. Monte Morris is starting for the Wizards. Those guys are putting together a lot of production. Was this really a good value? And those questions aren't going to be fully answered until the playoffs. It's just that simple. Number four, Aaron Gordon. Stats prediction. He's going to shoot a career high in three-point percentage. Unlike KCP, who's going to fluctuate a little bit, probably start out worse and then be better. Aaron Gordon's going to be pretty consistent throughout the year, and he's going to finish the year at about 36% from three. His career high up to date is 34.9. I think 36 seems pretty reasonable given the shot diet that he's going to take. There was one pull-up three that he had in this last game that I didn't like, but the others... Just very open, very reasonable shots. He's been putting in a lot of work, clearly gotten better. I think he's going to show the benefit there. Game prediction, I think he's going to have one 30-point game, one 15-rebound game, and one 10-assist game throughout the season. All of those will be separate. It's going to feel pretty random. Like He'll probably have like 30 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. And then he'll probably have like 12 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists. And then he'll have 6 points, 
eight rebounds, 10 assists in a game. And it's going to be very, very interesting. Those are going to be fun games to monitor. They're going to be fun games to see how the rest of the team does. But when he puts up crooked numbers like that, I have to expect that Denver's probably going to win most of those games. And then number three, season prediction. He's going to mostly go under the radar, at least until the playoffs. He's going to get some rest throughout the year. Not going to be counted upon as much to rebound at a high clip, to score at a high clip, to be the best defender. There's going to be times where KCP is tasked with that role or Bruce Brown's tasked with that role. Aaron Gordon doesn't necessarily have to sell out in order to be helpful. And he will definitely reap the benefit of that, especially in the playoffs. Number three, Michael Porter Jr. This is going to be an interesting one. And I might surprise some people with these next couple. Stats prediction. He's going to average career highs in points per game and three-point percentage. I think I've seen enough this preseason. I've seen enough to know that when Jokic is out there, when Porter is out there, there's going to just be times where he finds the open three and then drains them at a high clip. But then he's also hit some of these crazy shots in this preseason that I think is going to translate. He's going to hit enough of those and take enough of those that it's going to look and feel pretty crazy at times. It's probably not going to outstrip his 19 points per game by much. I'm not saying that he's going to average like 25, 26 points per game. But if he averaged 20 points or 21 points, it would not surprise me in the slightest. He keeps finding opportunities to score. And I think the Nuggets are going to go to him a little bit more frequently than I initially thought, which is good. Number two, game prediction. He's going to lead the Nuggets in 40-point games at three. There will be three throughout the season. I think Jokic will have two. I think Murray will have one during the season here. Nobody else will have a 40-point game. Sorry, Bones fans. But Porter is going to look really, really good in those games. He was very close at one point. I think he had 39, if I recall, against the Houston Rockets one year. I think it was 21. I think he had a 37-point game against the OKC Thunder in the bubble. There will be times where he just scores a whole heck of a lot. And sometimes that'll come with Murray on the court. Sometimes it'll come with Murray off the court. But Jokic, I think he's going to take a step back a little bit on the scoring front. And that's going to allow some other opportunities for guys like Porter. We're sure KCP and Aaron Gordon could step up and have 15 each at various points. But there will be times where those guys don't shoot. It'll just be Porter getting up a bunch of shots within the flow of the offense. And if it's going to be a 40-point game, I think it's only going to come on like 20 to 22 shots, which will be hilarious. And then number three. The season-long prediction, I think basically through February or so, Porter's going to be the second option. He's going to be the second scoring option, and Murray's going to take a little bit of time. We'll get to that just next year, but February will be the time where it sort of transitions back, where Porter then kind of turns back into the third option role. But I think 
early on in the season, there will be a lot of times where Murray takes eight shots, 10 shots, 12 shots, and it's going to be Jokic and Porter who actually take more, which it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be an interesting dynamic to really track. I don't think it's going to be that bad because Denver's going to win a lot of games. But it is going to be interesting to see the dynamics through those three and how that sort of looks and transitions throughout the year. Number two, Jamal Murray. Uh, Stat prediction. Sorry, I I don't have the individual predictions listed. I just have them listed as one, two, and three. Stat prediction. I think he's going to shoot under 40% from the field in the first month of the year. People are going to panic. You're going to be like, oh man, is Jamal dead? No, he's just taking his time coming back. It's going to look a little bit different. I think with the hamstring injury, if he hadn't sustained the hamstring injury, then I would be different here. I would change. But I think the preseason, he needed that ramp-up time and kind of still needs that ramp-up time to really get his legs under him, to be comfortable at the pace that he needs to play in order to be successful. He's definitely a methodical player, a slower player, somebody who likes to slow the game down. I think Denver's going to be at their best when they kind of speed some things up. And it might not, it, it might conflict a little bit with what he's best at. And so not going to shoot very well in the first month of the season. But game prediction, I think he's going to have two separate 30-point games before Christmas. And that's it. Like Denver plays 30 games uh, before Christmas. And if Murray only has two 30-point games, people are going to go, they're going to be concerned. They're definitely going to show some concern. And then he's going to have a streak of five 30-point games in February, and people are going to stop being concerned. They're going to be like, oh, so Murray's back. Oh, that's great. And that's sort of how the season is going to go for him. He's going to play about 62 games. That's my season prediction, 62. But he will be at his most comfortable late in the season after he's had a full year to kind of get his legs under him again, to get adjusted to the flow of the offense, and to get adjusted to the speed of the game once again. It's going to take a little bit, but I believe in Murray. I've always believed in Murray and will continue to. He's going to get his legs back under him. He will be fine. And it's going to look really, really good. And now number one, Nikola Jokic. This one's going to be funny. I think Jokic is going to average about 18 points per game through November while Denver plays a top three defensive at the, at a top three defense level. And you're wondering, where did that come from? What the hell? Why are you, why are you saying that? Well, the reason why I'm saying it, if you remember back in the 18-19 season, Jokic started out that year pretty slow. Actually, it might have been 1920. Denver did this one of those years, either 1819 or 1920, where they started off the season pretty slow on the offensive end, but were actually really, really good on defense. And it coincided with Jokic kind of starting slow, focused up a little bit more on the defensive end, had a lot of other guys picking him up. I think he's going to start pretty slow this year. I think Porter, through the first like month of the season, is going to lead the team in shots and points. Some of that is going to be because Jokic is wrist. Some of that is going to be because Jokic is tired. And he's going to want to involve other people within the offense so that he can still play defense. 
And that's going to be something that the Nuggets need. And they're not going to struggle as much during that time. Like I do think I, I predicted at the beginning of this podcast that Malone will have a blow up where he says they need to be about it. And during that stretch, their offense is going to struggle a little bit. But the defense is actually going to be a lot better than a lot of people think. Denver kind of plays a pretty weak schedule through the first 10, 11 games of the year or so. And the defense is going to be pretty good. Number two, I think Jokic is going to miss out on a 15-15-15 and game against the Charlotte Hornets in December. And it's going to be because of points. And people are going to laugh about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Denver's going to win by like 10 points, 12 points. And the reason that Jokic is out there to rack up 15 assists is because the defense in that game will probably be pretty poor. But the Charlotte Hornets are also poor themselves. They are not a good team. And they do not have a good matchup against Jokic. Their best matchup is probably P.J. Washington. And Washington actually, he does a good job of spacing the floor against Yoke. But he's not going to be able to handle him offensively. Which leads to double teams. Which leads to kickouts and points. And season-long prediction for Yoke. He's going to average about 24, 12, and 9. 24 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. Career high in assists per game. He'll do it on about 65% true shooting. Could do it on more, but he's going to start off the year pretty slow from the offensive end, like I said, and that'll kind of lower his true shooting a little bit. And he's going to miss out on MVP. But Denver's going to have the second best record in the NBA. They are going to play really, really well. They're probably not going to have a second all-star, despite the fact that I think Porter could actually push for that pretty early on. But 24-12-9 on 65% true shooting. I'm not sure who the MVP is going to end up being. But if they beat those numbers, I'll be pretty surprised. Jokic will probably be a deserving MVP. It's probably not going to happen because people like points. But I do think that this is going to be a good time for Jokic. He's going to get a little bit of a break. And he's still going to put up MVP caliber numbers on a really, really, really good team. It's going to be fun. Not doing any playoff predictions, not going to do anything like that. Kind of need to see what this team looks like and get a better picture for the rest of the the NBA before actually making those predictions. But for now, that is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I will talk to everybody after Denver's preseason game on Friday night, the final preseason game of 2022. Should be fun. Denver's going to Chase Center. Hopefully they wrap everybody in bubble wrap. Should be great. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.